So, Shelly. Yes, Mary. We have more guest hosts today. Mm-hmm. On today's podcast, we have Palayo and Melissa from the Forbidden Apple podcast. Can I just say, and I know I said this before, but I'm going to say it again. These are two of the most good-looking people <laughs> I have ever met uh, on Zoom <laughs> right? in my entire life. And one of these days, we will meet up in person in New York and have some fun. Can we handle the beauty in person? I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot to take in. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They're also beautiful on the inside. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. And their podcast is all about that intersection between queer space and spirituality, mm-hmm. which used to be a big site of queer hazing in the early 90s, pretty sure. But they cleaned that area up. Okay. That's just my little joke. <laughs> oh, I didn't get it. Uh-huh. I'm going to cut that out. (laughs) Should I cut that out, Dan? (laughs) Leave it in, Dan. (laughs) Oh, it's staying in. Thank you, Dan. Anyway, their podcast is all about making a space to reclaim spirituality. So if that sounds like you, then give a listen to Palayo and Melissa from the Forbidden Apple podcast. And if that doesn't sound like you, what the hell is wrong with you? (laughs) Give it a listen. They're coming up right after this. Everybody. And uh, welcome to another episode of Latter-day Lesbians. Mm-hmm. I am Melissa Weiss. And I am Mary. Who are you really? I am Pelayo Alvarez. You but saw t- all the fun. <laughs> Today, we are filling the shoes of Mary and Shelly. And trust me, they are hurting. My feet are hurting. Uh, yes, it is big shoes to fill. Yeah. So I want to tell you a little bit about who we are. Right? Let's do that. Let's, Let's do, do that. that. Yeah. We are the hosts of the Forbidden Apple podcast. What do we talk about exactly in our podcast? Remind me. We talk about the relationship between queer people and religion and reclaiming spirituality. That is yeah. our thing about reclaiming your spirituality. Because queer people have often been told that they can't be religious and spiritual or religious and queer. But it's not true, and not because we want to share this message, just because spirituality can be so many things. Mm. I actually was reading this this book, and they talked how spirituality was basically your way of living, how you approach your life. And I really like that definition because it really opens it up to how do you make every moment meaningful, you know? So I do know that our audience here is not the audience that we necessarily have, although we have been in an episode of Latter-day Lesbians. Yeah, I do remember Um, that. We have interviewed them on our podcast as well. But I do want to talk to the fact that many of you are Mormons. And so in a similar way, clearly a little different, but I grew up Hasidic, which is Hasidic Jewish, right? And in a similar way, I had to leave that and then figure out my own life. Mm -hmm. So in those ways... Reclaiming your spirituality is, I think, applicable. Yeah, it's applicable right? and it's and it's healthy. I don't know. I'm also, I mean, I'm, I haven't come from like a very close-knit community in a way. It's a completely different mm. way, obviously. But I'm from Spain. I was raised Catholic uh-huh. in a very traditional home with very strict rules about gender, about sexuality. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think we've said that we're queer. Oh, yeah, we're queer. Oh, surprise. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, and, and coming from like that that kind of society and moving to New York and discovering a whole lot of things that are different here. It's kind of like liberating to know that we can be whoever we want. Like your church that you used to go to 
or synagogue or the, or the people and the, the religious leaders, they don't own spirituality. No. And even though they told you, like, this is the right way. I love what you said, Pelayo, about uh, it just means the way that you live. And, like, you get to decide what makes you feel good and what feels like the right path for you. I'm not particularly religious. Me neither. Yeah. No, particularly or at all. I'm not at all religious. I'm spiritual. I'm in contact with it. I'm but, not at all religious yeah. either. Yes. But what we, we uh, have introduced ourselves, um, we wanted to discuss something relevant to the dates yes. that are going, mm -hmm. um, and it's the holidays. And with this frame, right, of yes. we have a family that is religious, we have a lot of people mm. uh, in our past that are part of this, uh, in my case, Catholic, in your yeah. case, ultra-Orthodox, like yeah. all your family is still ultra-Orthodox, all my family is still Catholic. Yep. And if we're not... Then, how do we celebrate holidays, right? If we had a prescribed way of, like, this is how it's done, and then you don't live that way, what do you do, Palayo? I'm honestly not sure in the Mormon church. I imagine they celebrate Christmas. Uh, I don't know exactly, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. with my family, it's such an important set of days. Like, yeah. I remember, like, there were so many fights growing up because of... When would people come? Because we have the big holiday in Spain of the Christmas, but also New Year's Eve is a very traditional and family-oriented mm. date. We go together, we uh, all have a dinner, and at, we have the 12 grapes of good luck. At 12 know, p.m. or a.m.? 12 midnight. Midnight. Yeah. So there is a big clock from Madrid, from the center, oh. and they have like the 12 big bells like uh -huh. dong, 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 uh -huh. and you eat one grape per each bell you didn't know that i did not know that i wonder if the listeners know this like it's a very spanish thing it's a it, very okay. spanish thing but tell us tell us what the grapes mean like what's the what's what's the thing behind the tradition it's to have fruitful year i love that yeah i think it came from like a year that had a lot, a lot, a lot of grapes. Mm. So people use this as an excuse to like get rid of the grapes, I guess. <laughs> and then it just stayed. Like so many traditions. Like traditions so come from yeah. things like that, yeah. right? But also interesting how it's like a fruitful year. We have that in Judaism. You have, let's say, Rosh Hashanah, you dip the apple in the honey to have a sweet new year. Rituals and tradition. Like there's so many little ways that people have tried to find meaning. Right? Yeah. And you know what's fun? That... If you think about it, what is more ritualistic than eating it? Because it yeah, becomes part of your body. It part of your, so isn't like, that what, like in Jesus, both, yeah, it's very Jesus-like. It's very Jesus-like, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting. I can think about that for a while. But I want to know, like, what do you do, Palayo? Do you eat grapes now? No, actually. So last year I was not in Spain. But when in Spain, yeah, yeah, I do have grapes. This year, unfortunately, also I won't be in Spain. Last yeah. year was because of choice. This year is because of oh, coronavirus. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I won't be doing the grapes. It's not something that I feel very close okay. to. But obviously, like, if you are in my house with my grandmother and every, like, there's no way anybody is doing it. Some people do. It's funny because there's like all these different types. Uh, like they, some people do grapes without the seeds because like they can get like choked or whatever. Oh. And you have to eat it very fast. Like you. How you, fast are the bells? So the bell is one second, one second? One second. You have to eat the whole grape. You have to eat the a whole, whole grape. 12 grapes. You end out with a mouthful. Of grapes. Yeah. And when do you start it? How old? Whenever. No, no, when you're a kid. So Whenever you can stays eat. up yes. till midnight. Yeah. 
Everybody. And that, is that the end of the the end of the year? That is the end of the year, and then you toast with champagne. Champagne, okay. And uh, actually, the champagne has a little bit of gold. Real That's gold. That's another tradition. Yeah, real gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you are wearing red underwear. Is that true? <laughs> I swear, I swear. No. I swear. No. All these three things are basic for good luck. So you have been doing the whole everybody thing. Everybody wears red underwear? Not everybody. Like my grandma would not wear that I know of, but yeah, it's considered like to be of good luck. Why red? I don't know. I do like red, but I don't know why. Okay, so what do you keep, if anything, from those traditions when you're alone, not with your family, not with them telling you this is what you must do? What do you actually do? Any of this? So I'm going to tell you, I think what I kept is the wish for the new year uh. and writing down everything that... I want to accomplish and I want for it to come. Not like resolutions. Like resolutions are kind of like so mm. like cliche, but I do write things that I want uh, for my life to look like. Just fun things to make my next year better. It seemed like it didn't work this year though. Personally though. No, personally it worked. It didn't work at a global level. Yeah, because Pelayo, if you, if you ever get to know him... Consider yourself lucky. But you've had a good year. You've started a YouTube channel. Ooh. Right? So yes, also, I did. let's do a little pitch. Let's do a little pitch. Yeah. So I have a YouTube channel called Pelayo AF. And I basically curate life-changing ideas. So if you want to change your life, just go check it out on YouTube. Pelayo yeah. AF. And Pelayo's name is Pelayo Alvarez Fernandez. See the kind of humor he uses? Uh, See the kind uh, of humor he uses? Uh, 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 uh. So it's actually really funny. It's like, it, it makes you think and it really helps you like think about how you perceive life, but in a very humorous and fun way. Yeah. So it's definitely worth checking out. Thank you for bringing that up though. But course, uh, back, to the, back to the Holiday. year, how do you do your New Year's Day since we're going to talk about both of us? Yeah. So... The New Year's for me, you know, there's a, there's a different Jewish New Year, right? I feel like I get to have a New Year's on my birthday. Mm -hmm. I get to have a Jewish New Year and I get to have like, you know, the secular New Year. New Year's for everybody, every day. Every day. And I love that. I learned that from you is we can start anytime changing that. And mm -hmm. Palayo had mentioned that, which I thought was really cool. You're like, one of the ways you realize that that can be a reality is from that. You're like, there's yeah. Jewish people have a different new year. You're like, Completely. wait, there's a whole people that are doing their own thing. I can do that whenever I want. Yeah, Chinese people also. Yeah, they have different new years. So I feel like for new year, it gives me a chance to take stock of my life and think, what do I want to change? What's working for me? What I feel good about? Like, it's just a time to reflect Yeah, is what I do. But I did actually this year... With my girlfriend, mm. we had um, apple and honey. We did dip the apple in the honey. For the new year. Uh, for the Jewish new year, which has recently passed. So we did do that. Uh, new Year's here, I would just, you know, watch the ball drop and like have friends over, which this year I don't know what to do. Yeah. And then also Christmas. I want to talk about Christmas because you meant the 12 a.m. Now I'm getting that. You meant the 12 a.m. That's New Year. So you start the year together, grapes, sweet year, yes. fruitful year, and then champagne. What about Christmas in, in Spain? Christmas in Spain is kind of like the biggest holiday overall. Like people just take like basically almost like two weeks and it's very, very important. We have like the big lotteries in Christmas. What is, uh, that? What is the lottery? Like the lotto. I don't know. Like the thing where you get money if you get the right numbers. Oh. Yeah. It's very, very big in Christmas. So a lot of people like raise funds selling that kind of like lottery tickets for Christmas. Oh, wow. It's very, very big. And there's this group of kids that uh, chant the lottery 
They're very, it's very, very big. So they do something like... 3.218... 2 millones de euros. And that way you know that somebody won 2 millones de euros, which means 2 million dollars. Okay. Even a religious thing. That's just like a money. It is a money-driven thing. Yeah, but it's very Christmassy. It's very Christmassy. It's well, like Christmas people do spend a lot of money, and it's a lot of it's yeah. very pop culture. Like it's 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 it doesn't seem the most holiest. Thing Christmas is very capitalistic. So, what about the religious aspects then? Okay, so religious aspect. One thing comes to my mind. It's the Jesus Christ, a little Jesus baby that my grandma would come with. Obviously, this is completely not recommended during the time that we're having. You told me about this. I'm like, ah! She makes everybody in the family kiss little Jesus, little baby Jesus. So everybody has to kiss the knee knee. of the Jesus. And don't forget that they do also this at church. So you go to church with like 1,000 people and everybody kisses the knee of the baby. They clean it. With like a cloth, but they don't disinfect it. So it's basically like you're germs. kissing everybody. Just germs, 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 and COVID germs, is like germs, flashing. Germs. Like, yeah. ah! Why the knee? I, I think it's like the most sacred point of the body. Really? I just made up. I don't know. Do you know the knee in, in the way I was raised? We have to keep our knees covered <gasps> and our elbows True. covered. And now I'm like, why? What's going on with the knee and the elbow? For us, we were told it's not modest. It's like you're seeing too much of the leg. But it's particularly after the knee you cover. Like you cover... I am very into knees. Ooh, it's mm, sexy. There's nothing sexy <laughs> than the knee. Uncovered. Ooh, yes. Oh, nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay. So did you think it was weird as a kid did you enjoy it i never never and i know that like probably the listeners of this podcast are also like so many things that they have gone through it was like the normal. most normal thing and you just wake up one day and you realize that they were not that normal yeah you realize all the stories have been told right like the way that my life was like these things were very very normal girls and boys were separate i had uh-huh. an arranged marriage like there's so many ways that like this was just the life that was set up for me. I knew that I was going to follow these things. And when, Wait, wait, wait. So yeah. you have to tell me about holidays during your arranged marriage. <laughs> but well, yeah, I'm so tired. Like, I know that it was going to be difficult. But I didn't know that it was going to be this difficult to be Mary and Shelley for a day. No. So let's, let's go take, take a break. break. Yeah. 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 And rest, have a nap and come back. We'll be back. And we're back. Phew! That was a nice rest. We were going to ask you about your marriage, arranged marriage, and your holiday celebrating with... Yeah, with my ex-husband. Well, we celebrated with families. So our holidays are like, you know how you were saying with your holiday, everyone gets Mm -hmm. together. So very similar. We all get together. So... Uh, I went to my family and to his family. So we would kind of divide mm. divide the holiday into like whose family we go to. And we celebrated with really, really large families. So I have like 50 nieces and nephews right around. And I have some great nieces and nephews and six sisters and two brothers and a bunch of cousins. So it's a very, very big event. So and he had a huge family also. Same. He's one out of seven or eight. And again, everyone that's married has their kids and then, you know. And if you're close to cousins as well, then you have even more. So it's just a lot. So every event we went to, there was just like a lot of people. So it's very exciting. It can get tiring, but it was very exciting. And holidays 
I really like Hanukkah, which is coming up. It's called the Festival of Lights. And that's one of my favorite ones. Even if the Christmas and Hanukkah are in kind of like similar days. Yeah. This is really like complete different things, right? What do you celebrate in Hanukkah? So Hanukkah, you celebrate a miracle. That after the destruction of the temple, everything was ruined. And they found one light, one candle. And the candle lasted eight days. And that is the celebration. Mm. Celebration is that, that you find light in the darkness, which I think is so applicable in times like this. There's still the coronavirus. And we're still in a divided, so you know, many polarized things. society. Yeah. And so many, like so many issues that it's a pretty dark time. And so we saw the light. Democracy won. So I feel like that's a, that's a great sign. But Hanukkah is that thing of like you find the light in the darkness, the smallest light, and then you, you make it burn loud, which is great, right? Yeah. Let's make that light continue to burn. Let's heal this country, you know? So with so every like, new candle that you have, mm -hmm. uh, it's like, a, do you have like a new wish for every time that you light a new candle or how does that work? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. We, we light every day. We sing these songs. Mm -hmm. And we do these prayers and you watch the candles for about a half hour. You watch them? Mm -hmm. You sit there as a family, which is beautiful, I think. You sit as a family, hang out, watching candles, singing songs. Mm -hmm. Everything calms down and you just have that family time. Then we have dinner and we have special like donuts, a lot of oily food, again, with oil because of candles and mm. oil. So there's a special way you do the candles with like certain oils. Some people use regular candles, uh, wax candles. But anyway, I think we do it eight days because of burnt eight days. But nobody's candle. I mean, we use a candle that burns one day. Yeah. And so we just say these prayers. And for eight days, we celebrate that even though it was a very hard time for the Jews. So the, the story is that, like, one, it's about survival. And, like, even in the darkest times, we can survive. And it's finding the light. Again, if there's anybody that's Jewish that's listening to it, if I got it wrong, let me know. Yeah. Um, Send us but, some hate mail. Yeah. <laughs> but this is, like, the very simplified you know, a uh, way of explaining yeah. it. I love that just to like tie it up with uh, people that may be listening to us. Yes. Like, I'm sure that everybody has gone through some dark times yeah. and seen the light. Like a lot of people know how difficult it is to like leave a community yes. and how yes. I'm you sure can many of our listeners focus know. on like that light, right? That keeps you going. The light that keeps you going. You know what else though, Palayo? What actually is very similar is Christmas is also about lights. And so yeah. for me... My dad, even though we're Jewish, so of course we didn't have a Christmas tree, right? But my dad would drive us around the neighborhood because we lived near Bay Ridge and Bay Ridge has beautiful. It was Bay Ridge and uh, where else in Brooklyn? I forgot where else in Brooklyn. What's the neighborhood? Uh, Diker Heights, I believe. They really decorate the houses beautifully. And my dad would drive us around and we would see the lights. So that was always an exciting thing, right? And I feel like Hanukkah and Christmas is a time of light because it's winter and things get dark early. And then like you see a window, you see a menorah which is like a candle, mm -hmm. or you see a Christmas tree and Christmas lights hanging or ornaments and decorations. I feel like that's very similar. It is very similar. And do you still have a menorah? Like how has like holidays morphed yeah. now that you like, well, you're obviously not in arranged marriage anymore. Yes. Well, not that obvious because we haven't said that. Yes, I am not in an arranged marriage anymore. It's interesting because I was married for about four years and like sometimes when your family, when you have a bunch of kids, you start to like go to your parents a little bit less. Like you celebrate at home and mm. then you go to your parents just to like have like, you know, dessert. And so when I was with my family, like I was married, but I was mostly with my family because I didn't create yet my own big family. Right now, last year, I actually went home. I went home and I sang. It is so cute because all the, all the kids are married and out of the house. 
and my parents, just the two of them, they sing these child songs like that we used to sing as kids. Mm-hmm. Very simple fo- songs. Like we sing a song about a dreidel. Dreidel is this game that they used to hide in the forest. It, you, they weren't allowed to be Jewish. So they would have a cover up that they were like, they would actually study Torah in the forest. And if anybody passed by, they would play this dreidel. So it was like a cover up of, oh, we're just here playing a game. Yeah. So we play these games. There's a bunch of things like that. And so my parents were singing these child songs that we used to sing as kids. And I went over and we all sang it together. It was just me and my parents. And I have a large family, so it's not usually just me and my parents. It was such a sweet moment. And it felt so much like, here we are. There's a light. You know, the world felt unsafe. There was a lot of, like, stuff going on. But we felt it was such a sweet moment. And at home, my girlfriend is the one that has a menorah. Yeah. She's Jewish as well. And so she's the one that... And then our mutual friend... Jenia? Yeah. We, we made her an honorary Jew. and She day, came and lighted the, yeah, the menorah. She had a rough, a rough time one year, and we went over to her with the menorah and donuts, and we were like, That's we sang nice. songs with her. And yeah, and so every year, I make a Hanukkah, like a Chrismaka, or a, you know, a Hanukkah kind of party. I do get a Christmas tree now, because I love the lights. And I put on also Star of David things, and I do, like, you know, a Hanukkah gelt. Because we have this thing called Hanukkah Girl. Which is the chocolate. The chocolate uh, coins. There's like a game that you play. A lot of things is with games. I have socks hanging from the tree. I made my own little rituals yeah, around it. Yeah, cultural mixture. Yes. You have not been there because you're usually home for the holidays. I'm usually home or like not in New York. Not in New York. Yeah. But how different it is to like do it with your family and do it now with your girlfriend? Very, very different. Because right now what we do... Actually, also, before I, I lived with my girlfriend, I lived with a roommate, and she also had a menorah. So I didn't take the initiative as much, which yeah. is interesting. But it's something that I started to appreciate because I saw what it meant to them that was different than how it meant to my family. And I actually really miss it if I don't do it. I don't have to do it every night. I tried to I tried to make latkes, which is also oil, like potato pancakes in mm. oil. I, last year, I messed it up. And, and getting donuts... It, 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 those little things, they were exciting. It was like the middle of the winter. What's the holiday? So you try to get all the joy that you can. And I'd say that right now, it's more intentional. As a kid, we did it all the time. And I was told what intentions to put on it, right? And it definitely had a lot of meaning because really I love it so much. It was such a happy time to be with my family and watch candles. Like, it's beautiful to yeah. see the candles. Right? I was going to say that I do like what I've known about like Judaism is that those moments that you take for yourself and kind of like like in in christianism you have the same thing because like sunday is supposed like supposed to be like a day of rest Mm. and you don't work and all that but i do think there is a complete difference because there's a difference between like okay having a sunday of rest and then the difference between that and a day where like you cannot touch your electronics like it's a complete different level like you really force yourself especially right now I, we had this guest yes. on our podcast, Casper, uh, who who is not Jewish, mm-hmm. but he does uh, technical Shabbat, which yep. basically means that you take a break from technology yeah. on Fridays. And it's a great thing to have because I do blame myself. I'm one of the people that are all the time in their phones. It's a really hard thing not to be on your phone when nobody's telling you can't. It's a hard thing because everything is on our phone. We listen to music on our phone and we listen to yeah. podcasts and we write our notes on our phone. And, and everybody that we're reaching out to, everything is in this little thing. It's hard. And it is definitely like when I go home to my family on Shabbat. I most of the day not on my phone. If I am, I sneak a little bit and I keep it in the room and yeah. I sneak and I like go on my phone for a few seconds. But for the most part, I'm not. 
And there definitely it feels like a very big break. Yeah. I wonder if our listeners remember, uh, or I don't know how young or not they are, but even me, I before phones. Yeah, before yeah. phones and before I even had like this this house in in the summer where I didn't have any connection, oh, so I don't yes. have anything, anything there. And there was no TV, nothing. And did you like it? I hated it. Oh. I really hated it because it was like three months of like complete boredom. But you had friends? Did you have friends I had there? friends. Not really, no. Did I don't you play know why games? I did friends. you read books? <laughs> what did uh, you do? I read books. I read books. I actually, that's when I read like Harry Potter and like started connected with all that. And yeah, I used to go like once a week to like the library and get a book there and come yeah. back. And that was like my, the rituals of the weekly. Yeah, so for holidays, it was, I think that right now, what I appreciate so much is I get to go home and I get to enjoy whatever I want to enjoy and then I come back. Yeah, it's on your own life. terms. It's on my own terms. But what I really love is the friends one and now with COVID, I'm like, how many friends can I have over? Yeah. And I don't make these big things, but like, how safe is it? And so these are the things. I wonder what are people doing? I wonder too. And we're going to give some kind of like ideas perhaps after our break on how to celebrate Christmas, right? And like new ways of reimagining this holiday now yeah. that we have like COVID. But let's take a break. Yeah, let's take a break. We are back. I want to mention about Shelly yeah. and Mary and how we met them and the similarities. Like what I thought was so interesting, Palayo, is Mormonism, Christianity, mm -hmm. Judaism, it all seems so different. And everybody thinks their religion is the best. Or at least when you grow up, they tell you, this is the right one. You yeah. Know? And then when we spoke, like, how different was it? It was the same. It yeah. was the same thing. The episode, you should go listen to it, that we had uh, the four of us. Yeah. Was basically, we, we talked about the shelf a lot and how the yes. shelf, like you start putting these beliefs and these things that don't completely match up with yeah. whatever you are as a person, you know, because you have to discover your own self. You have to discover yourself. And then the shelf gets too heavy and it collapses. And it's like, what do we do now, right? Oh, yeah, because it's the domino. And then what do you believe in? So that's the thing. When I first left, right? When I first left my community, I was just like, I don't believe in this. And I tried to undo all of the like brainwashing and all the prayers that I used to say. You know, you say a prayer after you use the bathroom. And, and I found myself saying these things because it were a habit. And then I completely cut it out. Every time I would say, oh my God, I was like, I don't believe in God. I would judge it and question it. But how it. did you feel? Like you, because it, it was, was like frustrating. Yeah, because it was, I worked so hard to undo everything that I was so that I could figure out who I really am. Yeah. Some days I actually miss those things. I feel like there's it's such a nice thing to say a prayer on food. Like, yeah. just think for a moment. It's such a nice thing to like leave the bathroom and say a prayer and be like, like my body's working. Yeah. That's amazing. Whatever God or whatever thing you believe in, it doesn't mean a God. It's just like taking that moment of gratitude, which I which gratitude is amazing. But like when I first left, I stopped celebrating any holiday. So I was going to ask any. you like, what was like the first holiday that you celebrated after Christmas. Living. I think, yeah. I think it was Christmas. Hanukkah and Christmas. And I actually told my dad, I got a tree. And I told my dad uh, that I got the tree. And he completely got it. It wasn't upset. You would think, like, as a Jewish guy. Your dad is so my dad understandable. Is, he tries. Understanding. Yeah, he tries. But also, like, I told, I told him why. Like, I feel like he knows me understanding. And maybe understandable, too. Like, that means you can understand him. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's a dad, you know, and he's a good guy. He's a good guy and he's a learned guy. And I was like, you know, it's really, it's not up in Christianity. It's like pagan. Like so many of these things are pagan, like candles and, and, and lights. The and trees. trees. All of this stuff. So like, 
I just told him I got that and I think that's beautiful. And he thought it was, it wasn't a problem, but I celebrated both. I got these stockings and I filled them with like, you know, dreidels and Hanukkah and all that stuff. And I was able to have like to make meaning with Christmas and which is just like, I want to celebrate with friends. And now my friends come over, we sing Hanukkah songs and we hang out. And it's just, a, it's just a, such a heartwarming thing that I made it with friends be something special. And then again, my roommate would light candles. So like I saw the way she appreciated it. Mm-hmm. But for a while, I was like, no holidays. I don't believe in this. But I also don't believe in anybody's holidays. So I was just like, I'm not celebrating anything. And it's pretty sad. Like it's to go sad. through a year with no celebration. And it's weird because it's like Christmas is everything about Christmas. Like you go or like or like holidays yes. are all about holidays. Like that period, right? The you whole go out. store has the music. It's reminder, stuff. reminder. Yeah. On TV, on the ads, the yeah. specials, everything's like on your face. And not only that, but like you should feel bad if you don't have anybody to celebrate with. Yes, if they you make don't... you feel really alone. It's yeah. a hard time. It is a hard time. And New York, like I, I, you know, I lived in New York and actually when I was married, my husband and I, we would drive around to Manhattan around that time with all the lights and to see the windows mm-hmm. outside. So it's definitely something that's like really special. And so it does feel like I'm not celebrating anything, right? And like I go to a party or two of friends invited me, but I didn't have a feeling and yeah. a connection with it. Then I decided no more. It doesn't have to make intellectual sense. But I wanted to feel good. And it yeah. didn't feel good to have nothing. So I decided I'm celebrating everything. When I say everything, it's everything that I'm aware of or I know of. As we're learning more about different people's cultures, like if those people invite me to join in on a celebration, I'd love that. Um, but I'm celebrating things that I'm familiar with. And, and make my own kind of meaning as much as yeah. I can without, you know, co-opting somebody else's. What can we say to anybody who perhaps will have a very different holiday this, this year. year? Perhaps they're far from their loved ones. Oh, Even So hard. Some of them may have just like been in the situation where you were or where I was when I came to New York, mm. kind of like alone, first time living their community and having a holidays. What what can mm. we say? I'm thinking like Zoom has been something that people have been doing. Such a great a idea. Lot. And so I'm sure like there's some events that are on Zoom and I don't know. Do you think the let us gather? I don't know. I don't know how big of a gathering. I would say if you do gather, like stay safe. Yeah. It's still a thing. COVID is still something we have to, you know... Take all necessary precautions. Please, yeah. So this is what I'm thinking. Once this COVID is over, how wonderful would it be if people came out of it more whole by themselves? There's so much time that we can do internal work. And we do a big dinner with everybody in the world at the table. Yes, yes. Like, right? But like, imagine, like, now is a time that we can go inside ourselves and really, like, make meaning Yes, that's what I was going to say. Tell it's us. It's a great opportunity right now to be like, okay, I'm not with my family today, I'm not with people that I love, but I'm going to make something meaningful come out of that. And how can I do that? Okay, like, what do I want to look when, like, I'm uh, COVID is out? You know, what things do I want to yes. do? Sometimes, like... Having something that will give you hope and that will... I really love this AOC quote. She said, hope is a muscle. Mm -hmm. And how can we like exercise it during these times Mm -hmm. so we can see that light at the end of the tunnel? Yes. And again, taking from that little light, which we all have, there's... There's a little light. We all have one light. We all have a light. We have someone that loves us or somebody that was kind or a story that we read or a quote that we felt understood. We all have like something we can look at and be like, and then let that grow. Look at that and yeah. like build from there. And also like, if you're struggling, don't be hard on yourself. It is a hard time. It is a hard time like yeah. to not be with family and, and, and all of that stuff. It is difficult, but also know that 
people are here and you can reach out and join us. You can reach line, out to us out also. To us. Yes. If you feel like sending us a message and just sharing your concerns, how you yeah. want to spend the holidays or just ask us any questions. Yeah. We are in Instagram at the Forbidden Apple podcast. Just send. We're always open and always reply to all our messages. Yes. Just a little bit. Please write time. to us on Instagram and we also have an email address, the Forbidden Apple podcast as well. So, but one more thing I want to ask Palayo because I actually wanted to help you to help me come up with some rituals. I used to be like, oh, I grew up with all, all those rituals. It's like a negative thing. I don't want that anymore. I realize how much I thrive with the ritual. And I want to know if you can offer some rituals that we can all do. Yeah. Or advice on like how to create our own rituals. Now, can you do that? Disclaimer alert, I'm no expert in rituals. I just like, mm -hmm. I like them a lot and yeah. I enjoy it, right? I think... You have to go with rituals first for something that gives you pleasure, right? Mm. So we, in your case, like now analyzing your conversation is that you like candles from what I got in yes. your conversation. You like light and there's a huge meaning behind yeah. a light, right? And what rituals are is first an intention and uh, second is that it's uh, something that you repeat, It could be weekly, it could be yearly, That when, like when uh -huh. we were talking about the grapes, it's something that you do once a year only, but it's something that has a, a periodicity. So with those two things, you can go back to like, okay, I like these candle things. And like, for example, you, you like looking at the candles with your family. So we can start a new intention. Like it's not just looking at the candles. We look at the candles for what? You know, you can look at the, the intention could be, I want to wind down. I want to have a moment with myself. I want to have a future that looks a certain way. Uh -huh. Or different. It just depends on like you can sit down and you can make your own ritual. I think like the most useful tool that you can understand is that rituals at some point, there was somebody who sat down and said, we're going to put a Christmas tree. Uh -huh. We're going to do uh -huh. a menorah. We're going to do all uh -huh. these things, uh -huh. right? So yeah. just give yourself the permission, the power to reclaim your spirituality and say, I'm going to create a ritual. Yeah. And I'm going to do something that fulfills me, mm -hmm. that makes me feel better. And that's another thing. Like, yeah. yeah, do it periodically, do it with an intention, but let it make you feel better. If it doesn't, try something else. Uh -huh. That's the good thing that you can do so many things. I like things with like, we talk about candles, but it could be things with like smells that smells. you like. It could a be drink, things. right? Yeah, just having like a hot like tea. A tea yeah. Or even if you want to make it, I think what I love about rituals is how you build them, right? Mm. So instead of doing, going to Trader Joe's or going to Walmart to get like a package of tea, you can do your own. You can say, okay, I want to like uh -huh. make up like a tea and you can make, have fun with it. Uh -huh. So perhaps you go and buy three different teas and you mix them and the first one tastes horrible and you puke. But then you yeah. take three and you say, okay, this lavender with this caramel and a little bit of salt tastes amazing. And uh -huh. that's what I'm going to do my ritual. And you do it daily. Uh -huh. And you associate an intention, which is, okay, I'm going to finish all the work that I had to do today and just give myself 10 minutes to have this powerful tea and just enjoy it i love that i have a question do you think all rituals engage our senses yeah all rituals are very sensitive like if like you think about it senses, like smell. what doesn't but yeah going Study, back to maybe, the senses but going back to the senses it's very important because you go back to yourself and if you think about it like your senses are 
in the present when you're in the present obviously you can always be delusional yeah. or like but it, it really takes you to your own self it takes you back to the present yeah so that's why it's so useful to either like either the smell either the taste the sound yeah it all Touch, helps yeah. you to do that so that's what i would recommend i love that i love that so much wow yeah i think that's such good advice You and I are going to sit and talk more about making rituals. And I think that's really good advice for for everybody that clarified it, because it's a really like if you think what kind of rituals, if you connect to your senses, so you're not just in your head thinking these things, mm-hmm. you're actually doing these things, and then through that, uh, connecting with yourself in a deeper way, that feels like I can see that working really yeah. well. Um, and it reminds me of like oh the rituals that I used to have and how that had meaning and and. I can use some of that stuff just as a reminder how I can incorporate my own stuff, my own rituals. Something else that I wanted to mention yeah. since we, we're all about like this reclaiming spirituality thing is sometimes using a ritual that you used to do and do it the, your own way. There's things, there's things that are already in your toolbox and you can just bring like something that I really like doing. And it's something that everybody does, right? Like cheering. Cheering when you have a drink. Oh yeah, cheers, yeah. Really take a moment to be like, okay, like yeah, we're cheering. And, and you can say, oh, let's cheer for life, for friendship. But yeah. you can also say, I'm cheering to have a wonderful holiday. It come out of it as a new and renewed person that will be more patient. For so example, something very specific. It sounds like almost like you're setting an intention with yeah. this cheer. And you look everybody in the eyes yes. and you get that energy from everybody and cheer. And cheers. And con- yeah. It's like a contract a that con- you do. Yes. Oh, I love that. Like, I love that so much. And I think we had a guest on in our podcast who talked to us about the difference between a habit and a ritual. Yeah. Or, or not just a habit. What was it? A Habit yeah, and ritual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the difference was intention, right? Like yeah. you can have your coffee in the morning and just drink it. Yeah. Or you can have your coffee and just make an intention. And it could be simple. You know, this warms my body, whatever thing. Or it's something different, deeper. But that's the difference. It's the intention. So just taking that moment. And I think it's also a way to be kind to yourself. And like, I think yeah. we all can use that. Yeah. I think Palayo's advice is really good. If you go into a holiday and like, even if you're with family or you're not, or with friends or you're alone, you, you can always reach for that. Connect with yourself and have like a moment of intention. And, and set set an intention and put it out in the world. Yeah. Like, I don't know, I didn't used to be spiritual, but I really believe that we do affect what goes on in the world. Like our mindset affects so much of how we process it and what energy we bring into Me the too. world. You too, right? Yeah. And like, I feel like, who am I? I didn't use the thing. That, like, because it was so like, woohoo after. Like I was raised very religious and then I was like, Ugh, all of that stuff. But like seeing the power that we have. Yeah. Of putting out an intention and knowing that like when I am really believing that this is going to be a good day, it's a good day. It doesn't mean that other bad things don't happen, but it's the way I perceive it. Yeah. That that makes it like, oh, I, I'm ready to deal with the stuff. The look that you look at things, the way that you look at things yeah. and something like the other day when we had this, this in guest in our podcast who talked about the strength that gay people have by being in the closet. Oh, yes. I love That's that. That's such a, like a perspective thing. Like... Of course, they have so much strength, yeah. but it's seen as something cowardly. It's seen as something like, oh, like you're not being your authentic self. Okay, yes, yes. I understand that. But at the same time, it's it takes so much courage to just 
be there when you're in, a, in an environment that doesn't welcome you, when they're yes. in a space that people don't like you as you are. It's not as easy as yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Of course, we recommend anybody who has a safe space to be able to be 100% themselves and come yeah. out. But that's not always the case. Yeah. And, and but what's beautiful is uh, she was saying that, like, that takes so much strength. And so trust that when you're ready, you yeah. can use that same strength to really be your full self. So whatever that means, you know, like, and I think as like somebody that was raised religious, not even the queer part, just the, like knowing that like, uh oh, this religion doesn't work for me or oh my God, I'm not feeling so happy. Or like when we were talking to, to Mary and Shelley, they had similar like experiences of like, I have to get into my own self and how to, like the struggle within and then really still trying to survive. Like using that strength to then be your own person when you mm -hmm. can, when you feel safe enough to do that. I love that so much. And I thought like, Let's look at our own strengths. Yeah. Like, let's see where we're, the, the power that we have as, as human beings, you know, and be like, really, I think I love the rituals that connects us to ourselves. It reminds us. And that, and going back to the light, right? When you look at like a candle, you can also see that little light creates a light in the darkness. Just yeah. a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. And then we can really build from that. So so that's my wish and, uh, can we say, blessing? Let's do. Yeah, let's do like a, how can we share with the listeners? Let's close with some like nice words for them, some intentions. Oh, and yes. also for the podcast of Mary. First of all, Mary and Shelley, you're amazing. Yes, thank you for, for uh, inviting us to do this. Thank you. This is an honor. It's an honor and also an honor like to be able to have met you both and connect with you this year. Like, it's really meaningful to us. Both of your personalities are so engaging. You are so charming. And, and fun. And, and fun. And yeah, and talk about real things, but in a way that's so accessible and, and kind and fun and easy to connect with. You know, we just, someone just blessed us in our podcast and we're like, this is beautiful. We should try. So I think... Listeners, Mary and Shelley, we are going to give it a try. Yeah. Ready, Palaya? Let's do it. Okay. What wording should we use? I just love to use to whoever is hearing us. Yeah. And whoever will hear us in the future, that we are here for you. Mary and Shelley are here for you. That let's take advantage of these wonderful online podcasting communities that have just started existing not that long ago mm. and make our voices heard like they have never been before mm. and let our intentions be more powerful than than ever before and i hope everybody gets to listen the later day lesbian at least one day in their lives yeah i love that <laughs> i want to add to that that i hope for everybody listening and just and, and for Yeah, anybody that will listen is that we all get a chance to love ourselves, you know, and to really connect with ourselves and know that the answers are within us and no one else has to tell us the answers. Like if we're willing to be open, of course, we can learn from other people. But but the strength, the answers, the light is within us just because we're us. Right. So like just because we're human beings and we are on this in this world. We already have so much within us that can really help us in this in this life for ourselves and for others. So I really, really hope that everybody gets to really connect with, with yourself and find the joy that that brings and then be able to share it. Share it. Yeah. And I, so I really, really hope that we'll bring that into the world and it'll be more love. Because I think if we love ourselves, we love others. So that is my, that is my, my hope and my blessing is that maybe we all find love for ourselves and each other. Yeah. 
And with that, we love you, everybody who's listening yes, to us. Yes, we're sending you so much love. And happy holidays. Know that you're not alone. And we're there for you. We're all in this together. I am Pelayo Alvarez from the Forbidden Apple Podcast. I am Melissa Weiss, co-host of the Forbidden Apple Podcast. Check us out on all streaming platforms. Instagram at the Forbidden Apple Podcast. And check out my YouTube channel, Pelayo AF. Yeah. And Mary and Shelly, you're the greatest. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been another episode of... Oh, Latter-day Lesbian. Bye-bye.